Welcome to the Michael Kennedy Doesn't Get It Podcast. And now, here are a few things that happened since the last time we hung out. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released the motivational song, WAP, which apparently is an anthem for all women as it reminds them we all prosper. Chadwick Boseman passed away in August. Rest in power, King. To Marvel, don't screw this up. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win the presidential election. President Trump called Joe Biden, conceding the election and congratulating him on a well-run campaign. He said that he'll do everything in his power to make sure that this is a smooth and peaceful transition. Yeah, you and I remember November slightly different. Anyway, <laughs> YouTube star Jake Paul knocks out NBA player Nate Robinson. Barack Obama is thoroughly disgusted. Harry Styles becomes the first man to grace the cover of Vogue magazine in a dress. Somewhere out there, RuPaul is pissed and plotting his revenge. In January, we're still dealing with the coronavirus. And because of coronavirus, holiday gatherings were virtual for most families. We learned two things over the holidays. One, unwrapping gifts virtually is very difficult. And two, even if it's over Zoom, that one aunt and uncle will still find a way to make things awkward. Also, I'm not sure Florida and Atlanta know that we're in a pandemic. Also, on January the 6th, we had the the hugest erection in American history. On January 6th, Americans witnessed the biggest erection to date. It was so big, most Americans couldn't handle it, which leads to the question, how big of an erection is too big? We want to know. Uh, Kenny, I think that's insurrection. Well, insurrection is among us. Thank you for that, Michael. Uh, Congress gathered to certify election results and patriotic citizens decided to invite themselves to the party. Whenever somebody invites themselves to your party, just know that they're not leaving until they tear something up. Also in January, we had the June Bug Challenge. Just as black people began to take one step forward, a dance craze pushes them two steps back. Well, in February, Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now he has more individual rings than any NFL franchise, all at the age of 43. With that said, I'm making my formal announcement that I will be entering the 2021 NFL Draft. Also in February, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have filed for divorce after almost seven years of marriage. Apparently, when he named his political party the birthday party, that was the last straw. In March, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry did an interview with Oprah telling her about the treatment while she was with the royal family. So we have a beautiful princess being mistreated by a wicked queen and having to be rescued by a handsome prince. Meanwhile, Disney is yawning, thinking, been there, done that. And now we're all caught up to date with March. The last thing, Moneybag Joe comes to the rescue with the stimulus checks. The prices of crab legs have skyrocketed in Atlanta and Houston this weekend. (laughs) Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Michael Kennedy Doesn't Get It podcast. We are in the building. Yo, what's good? Kenny, how you been, man? I'm doing good, man. How about you, brother? 
I'm good. I'm good. What about Marty, producer extraordinaire? What's up, Marty? Hey, what's up? What's up? Marty's in the building. Man, it's so good to see you guys. I feel like I haven't seen you in a very long time, all three of us. So it's good to it's good to be back in the Zoom together. It's good, definitely yeah. for sure. Yo, before we get into the show, Mike, I gotta know, man. It's March, yeah. but what did you do to redeem your Valentine's Day? Ooh, that's not a good question because we actually didn't do anything. And my wife was actually, yeah, she was actually good this time. Like she said, I don't, you know, we don't have to do anything. So we actually didn't do anything for Valentine's this year, man. We just, we just laid low, man. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool though. It was cool. Now, one of the things that we do now that we've recently started is we actually plan date nights. Oh. So, yes, we plan date nights. And, and it's one of those where we put it on our calendar and we are trying to be more intentional with the way we spend our quality time together. So on Wednesdays and Saturdays, that's our date night. Kids go to bed and mommy and daddy, we, we wind up you know spending our time together. So there it is. Oh man, that's dope, man! I I am a huge fan of of the date night because like I I feel like that's the main. I got married so I could spend like quality time. <laughs> well, I'm not married, but like that's like that was that's my sole purpose for getting married is to spend quality time, you know, with this one person. Like that's the whole reason I'm getting married, and that's also like one of my love languages is like quality time. So like when and if I get married, like that's that's going to be something like big for me. Like so even though I talk trash and like kind of rag on Valentine's Day, I'm actually like I really love Valentine's Day and I really love date night and all that good stuff. Like all that romantic stuff, like singing to you, leaving leaving uh, songs on your voicemail, writing love letters, all that, you know, flowers for no reason, candy cards, gifts for no reason. Like that's me, you know, and I'm unashamed. To be that I ain't hiding no more behind that mask of yeah I ain't worried about that I'm you know all that false bravado I'm free baby I'm free that's me ripping my cape open my ch- my shirt open I'm free. Uh, well, but this, the the only thing I would say is start off small and each year grow a little bit, man. You start off swinging for the fences, man. You 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 gotta have a high hurdle to. To cross every time. So start off first Valentine's, just leave a, a Hershey's kiss or something like that on a on a nightstand. Then the next yeah. year, you know, do a card and you know something and a rose. And then next year, so you build it up. And that right. way every year you you getting higher and higher. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh what's the boy's name? Um uh Michael B. Jordan. Uh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's brother name. Yo, yo, for Michael Michael B. Jordan, um, you know, he's dating Steve Harvey's daughter. Uh, yeah. Yo, everybody want her. Then I saw her and I was like, oh, I understand why everybody she was dating, her. She was dating Diddy for a little while. Peter. Which is which is crazy because him and Steve Harvey like a few years apart from each other, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. But but yo, Michael B. Jordan, you talk about starting out small versus starting out big. This brother booked an aquarium. And an aquarium on their first Valentine's Day. Wow, bro, where you go from there? <laughs> where do you go from there, man? Where do you go from there? Right. See, that's why I said start off small, work your way up. 
That's, that's now that's what'll be ashamed is if things don't work out between those two. You sat there and did this grand gesture, and then the next girl gonna be like, "Well, I saw that you had written a whole aquarium. Where my aquarium? Where my right. stadium? See there? Right, yo, that's that's crazy. Like, you would have to do something so simple for the next girl if there is a next girl. It would have to be so simple and so sweet that the the sentiment like beats out the the fact that you booked an, an aquarium. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God, girl, we did something. It was so sweet, so simple. We got a little horse carriage, you know, but the horses had, you know, gold manes and, you know, they had, uh, uh, shoot, perfume spread out throughout the whole park. It's, you got to do something. It's simple and big at the same time because booking an aquarium, like, I don't know who you compete with, bro. Like, I hope oh, you're not compete with her daddy because you know what Steve Harvey did for Valentine's Day? What was that? Man, there's this uh, building in in the UAE. I think I think it's the UAE, like Saudi Arabia, somewhere. Yeah, they call it the frame, and it's this huge like building. It's in the form of a picture frame, and there's only like the, at the top of this frame, it's like hundreds of feet in the air. At the top, like there's only elevators up all the way on the sides up to the top where you can eat in a restaurant. Uh-huh. Steve Harvey booked that whole joint for Marjorie, and they had pictures of of them and their like love story or whatever, and all in the uh uh in in the in the ceilings and stuff, and and then the frame like the the, the floors in the frame like every time it's almost like Billie Jean when you step on it they light up but they don't just light, light up they they don't just light up they uh they go translucent so you can like see through them I think I used that word right you can see through the floor which is scary. But you can every time you step on a so it's like, bro, like you didn't book an aquarium. Steve Harvey out here renting uh, the picture frames Building. in deserts. <laughs> yeah, why yeah. y'all gotta go to the moon? <laughs> <laughs> Mars. Right. Now, say it with me: M A R S. Mars. Yes, sir. Red rock. <laughs> that's it that's it that's it man but but I'm glad I'm glad you guys enjoyed your Valentine's Day yeah yeah most definitely man um, one of the things I wish I could do was ball out like those princes them African princes and 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 you know have palaces and have you know elephants walking through the yard and everything else man that that would be kind of dope. Like Eddie, man. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie was doing it big, man. He was doing it big. Yeah. Speak, speaking of Eddie, uh, I guess that's a nice little segue into our main discussion for the, this today's episode. Is this uh or oh, last week coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America, the highly anticipated sequel to yeah. Coming to America came out uh last Friday. Uh have you had a chance to see it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I you think about watched it? both of them last week. Okay, yeah. Yes. Tell people about that before you talk about the movie. Like, you always, like, kind of, when there's a sequel or prequel coming out or something yeah, in the so, series. Yeah, so so whenever a sequel comes out or um, if, I watch, if I'm watching a series and, like, the next season comes out, I go back and I watch everything all over again. Game of Thrones, for example... I watched the entire season probably from season four on through 
the last season, each each time I would watch the entire season over anticipating the next season. And that's the same thing I do with the movies. So anytime we have a movie getting ready to come out with Marvel, for example, I went back and watched all of the Marvel films up to that point. And so that's the same thing I did with Coming to America. I was waiting for Coming to America 2. And um, yeah, so I had to go back and watch Coming to America 1. And uh, sat back and enjoyed it, man. It it really reminded me how much of a classic coming into America really is. And I remember when it came out in the theaters. I actually remember seeing that when I was in middle school, going to the theaters to see Coming to America when it first dropped. And um, it's honestly one of my top five comedies of all time. All time. Awesome, awesome. I, I definitely... I don't know if Coming to America is in my top five, but it it's up there because it's so quotable. Like in terms, yeah, it's it's, just, it's such a quotable movie. Eddie Murphy is my favorite comedian, and so yeah, I, I I love Coming to America. And but how did you feel about the sequel? Though? Let's let's get into the, the sequel. How did you feel about the sequel? Um, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit disappointed. So let me just start off. I enjoy I enjoyed coming to America. That does not mean I necessarily wanted a coming to America too. And the reason being is because I have it on such a high pedestal. Like I said, it's my within my top five comedies of all time. So it's already going to be difficult for you to top that. And so when I heard that coming to America too was going to be made, I was excited and apprehensive at the same time. You, you get what I'm saying? Um, I'm excited because I really enjoyed the movie, but at the same time, apprehensive because I'm like, how do you top a classic? And so when I heard the plot, I already started having reservations about it. I was going to give it a shot. I was going to watch it. I was going to support it. But the fact that it started off with Akeem going, coming back to America to find his son, I already kind of got a little sidetracked because I'm like, in the first America coming to America, that's not he didn't come to sow his wild oats. He didn't come to to sleep around. He came to find his queen. And throughout the whole movie, the only person he expressed any interest in was Lisa, who he eventually marries. So for him to all of a sudden find out that he had a son in the Americas with somebody other than Lisa it kind of threw me off a little bit and I was already a little sour to it. Now, had they put it, made it where it was Simi who had a biological son somewhere in the Americas and they were coming back to get him, I would have been all for that because Simi was wild, you know? But for Akeem, Akeem was disciplined, you know? Akeem was disciplined. He knew what he came in for. He was working hard. He wanted to, to find his bride, wanted to find his wife. So that was the only thing I will say starting off, it just already kind of had me with a little bit of a pause, but I still watched it. And, um, you know, I'll share some, of, some more thoughts a little <laughs> later. What do you think? What did you think, Kenny? Well, um, to me, I enjoyed the movie, like from the beginning, like I laughed and cause I, you know, before I was able to sit down and you know, actually watch it, I, you know, it's hard to kind of avoid certain things with social media and whatnot. And um, so I was trying to avoid people's opinions and people's posts about the movie. And I, but I, but I still saw some things and a lot of people kind of like, you know, they were disappointed, but I didn't dive deep into the post. I just saw disappointment or, uh, 
you know, they weren't feeling it. But I watched it and I laughed and I laughed hard. Like, and I don't usually laugh out loud at a lot of movies. And I laughed out loud uh, at this movie and because even though, like you say, you know, you hold coming the original to such a high place. I do, but I hold it high in a in a subcategory of comedy. That would be that of a spoof. Like I hold it in the in the regards of a spoof, like a parody almost. Because to me, yeah. coming to America is a spoof, a parody of how Americans see Africa African. and how uh, uh, the 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 interacting of I guess you know people in New York. Like it's it's almost like a spoof or an exaggeration of of all of those two different cultures, and and then those cultures clash, and so so just off the jump. I put it this in my mind. I put it in the, the category of a spoof, so I was able to enjoy it. Like I'm still thinking about it, like just you know laughing right now. Um, I, the, now the thing with the sun, I was uh, I was like, okay, how are we gonna do this? Because all the reasons you name, you know, that wasn't a king. I you know like a king, like they was looking. He was definitely looking for women, but he he once he found Lisa, like he was like, yo, I gotta get to her. I gotta get next to her. And they was only there for a few days. So I was like, yo, how they gonna how they gonna spin this? Like, yeah. And I I like how they spun it. Like, you want to you like, okay, so we can go ahead and talk about like I like how uh one, Akeem knew nothing about this kid. And you know, like they had all that pressure on Akeem to like Akeem was a different kind of prince. Like, even when, you know, he's got the woman of his dreams. He didn't marry the woman that they told him to marry, that they picked for him. But he's got three daughters. That's different for a king, because all the other kings got, if they have daughters, they also have sons, you know, to pass on their stuff to. And, like, a, a king was cool with that. He didn't really care, but you could see the pressure from his dad and the pressure from, you know, the other men. It's like, dang, like, now I got to start, like, you know, conforming to the culture, even though that ain't me. Like, and so to find out that, yo, you do have a son and then the story of how he got <laughs> Akeem said all he remember was was <laughs> he was at the club and then they was, uh, she gave him one of his, uh, her funny uh, ritual, uh, say, uh, uh, whatever he called it, what he called it. Uh, something about some sort of ritual, and so he he smoked that with her. Then he said he just remember a wild boar just attacking him <laughs> and, and jumping on top of him. That's all he remembered. Yo, <laughs> yo, that's wild, man. Like, and so to me, bro, I'm like, yo, y'all didn't think I was funny. Like, I'm almost like, yo, how Leslie Jones sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 no, I will say this. I thought that it had funny moments. I, I did think it had funny moments. Um, there were times where I thought the writing was a little lazy, but um, I think as the movie progressed, I thought it got better. So some of the things that I did like, um, I thought that, uh, of course, you know, Clarence and, and Maurice and all of them in the barbershop, that was still funny. I still oh thought God. that they were hilarious. Yeah. Um, what I thought was real dope was how 
he brought all the people back, all the original characters back. Um, so I thought that that was probably the coolest thing out of everything. He brought, um, yeah, he brought everybody back. Uh, rest in peace, you know, uh, Madge Sinclair. But um, other that, than that, everybody that was Imani. No, Queen that's A- the one, that was the Queen. A- alien. Yep. A- 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 alien. A- a- alien. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so, you know, but other than that, everybody came back. The other thing I thought was hilarious, I did like the shaman, uh, uh, Arsenio Hall's new character. I like yeah. the shaman, the old shaman. He was hilarious. And then um, I did, even though I didn't like, again, how Akeem had the son, I liked how they did the flashback of them being in the club and yeah. um, how they made it to where Leslie was in there and how Simi approached her. Uh, so I, I thought that that was kind of cool the way they did that with the CGI and everything else. Uh, so so there were parts of it that I was like, yo, that's actually good. Um, I actually started liking the daughter's interaction with this, the new son. I liked, I liked how the oldest daughter, how she interacted with them um, and that storyline. I thought they did a really good job. So, I mean, there were parts that I actually liked. And then, the, of course, the cameos, were, the cameos were dope um, yeah. at the end, towards the end. Gladys Knight and In oh. Vogue. And, what yeah, a king, so, what a king, so what a king. I really liked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Peaches, of course. Peaches. Oh, my uh, friend, oh, God. Yeah, Peaches and Sugar Cube. Sugar Cube. I didn't realize I was, the sister's name was Sugar Cube, man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was hoping that we would catch up with them. Um, I but okay, parts I didn't like. I only part I didn't like of the movie was when the son started rapping. I was like, this feels like some they just they either forced this into it or this was somebody else's idea. Like this didn't feel like it was a part of whatever the original story was. It seemed forced. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I was like, he didn't need to rap. Um, Tayana Taylor. Oh man, yo, she keep her body. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's amazing. She did a really good job. I thought the dopest, the coolest thing in the movie was King Jaffe Joffer dying His at funeral. His <laughs> funeral, bruh. Who who does that? That sounds like uh, something he would do. That sounds yeah. like something he would do. It's like, like he's that kind of crazy king. Yeah. Yo, this yeah. man died. He had his own funeral while he was alive. While he, he was Morgan, alive. He had Morgan Freeman narrate his funeral. Come on, <laughs> man. That's uh, dope. Yeah, That's I, dope, I, I like bro. that. That was, that was funny. That was funny. Now, the thing I that I didn't like, um, more than anything, I didn't like the overacting. Uh, especially, for example, with Wesley Snipes, uh, I thought it was—I thought some of it was a little too much. Yeah, I thought it was a little too much, um, a little cheesy at times. Um, but all in all, man, like I said, you know, I just—I wish it was more semi with the son versus Akeem. Um, I wish they could have kind of changed that up a little bit. Uh, the overacting was a little bit much. Um, I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't terrible. It just I just didn't hold it in the same regards as the original, which is difficult because when I look at, for example, Bad Boys and Bad Boys for Life, you know, Bad Boys came out originally in 95 or so. And so they came out with Bad Boys for Life. And that's almost, you know, over 20 years later, almost 20 years later that they came out with Bad Boys for Life. And that was so well written 
and it was so well executed, even though, and they brought back characters as well. But um, I thought that they did a really good job. And I thought that that was, I thought that was better than Bad Boys 2, actually. I thought Bad Boys for Life was bad, better than Bad Boys 2. So when I look at how they had such a hiatus between Bad Boys and Bad Boys for Life, but yet Bad Boys for Life was so well written and so well executed, I was kind of hoping Coming to America would be along that same lines. Um, but it wasn't, in my opinion. It wasn't. But like I said, you know, I watched it. I supported it. Um, it had its moments. Uh, I just can't put it in the same realm that I did the original. Yeah, I feel like it's that's hard, though, to compare those two franchises, Coming to America and Bad Boys, just because of the... Like, Bad Boys is like a... It's not a comedy. It's an action. Well, it's a it's, comedy, but it's an action first. It's an it's action an with action funny that parts. Has funny, funny parts. parts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for if so for me is like I put I put coming to America in the category with scary movies. Like scary movie was funny. I think scary movie one is better than scary movie two, even though I did enjoy scary movie two or the what like the naked gun stuff or the I mean, I, I totally agree that Carrot coming to America coming the original is better than the sequel. Um Yeah. I I don't know what I would have liked to see differently though. Like um I, I feel like this was a fan service movie. And um I I, I don't maybe you could have told the story better. I don't know. Um I, I felt like I felt like the overacting was is what made it like funny to me because you got this warlord who's like he's hilarious. Like he's very like he's very warlordy, but he's very like uh he's, eccentric. He's very yeah, eccentric. Yeah, he's very yeah. eccentric. He's an eccentric warlord. You don't get that. You yeah. don't get that as your warlords. Like the last king of Scotland wasn't well, he kind of was eccentric. Now that I think about it, like he was crazy. It's like this oh, guy yeah. is crazy. I'll blow everything up. But let's have a little fun, eh? Yeah, let's have some fun. And so, I mean, I, I totally understand what you. I, I definitely got that. I thought. Um, uh, I I was kind of hoping for a different son to play, but that guy's funny. Like he's a funny stand up, and so I was like. Uh yeah, um, Marty just sent us King Julian. That's who he. Yeah, 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 from Madagascar. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's right. He's that's who. Yeah, that's who. Uh, that, the warlord reminds you of King Julian. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a good comparison. <laughs> that's perfect, yo. He's that's a good comparison. <laughs> He's King Julian, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, he was all right. I thought they could have picked. I felt like it would have been, you know, it would have been funnier. Man, that? People might disagree. If Kevin Hart would have played the son, bro, if Kevin Hart would have been the son, that would have been oh, that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious because I feel like Kevin can he can deliver a he can, he can del- go ahead. He can take what Eddie wrote it this way, but you know because Kevin is funny. Not saying that my the other guy is really funny too. Y'all should definitely check his stand out. What's his name? I can't remember his uh, his name. Uh, Marty, can you look up his name first? I can't remember his name. But Kevin Hart, I feel like is that type of comedian. Is yeah, you wrote it on paper, 
but I'm gonna deliver it this way, and it's gonna be funnier. It's almost like, but it's like because Kevin Kevin's known also, so it helps that you know Kevin Hart, you know what he brings. You know, it, it's like it's almost like he's his own he's his own brand. So Jermaine Fowler, you, Jermaine Fowler, yeah, he's That's funny. Yeah. Check his stand out up, stand up out. He's really funny. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that sometimes that hurt Kevin Hart too because you do know what he's Tight gonna casting. do. Yeah. But I feel like like what made life so good was like me and Marty were talking the other day, like life is a horror story, but because you got these funny people in the movie, it makes the movie funnier than what it was. Cause it's like, I know Eddie didn't write all, I doubt, I, I highly doubt that Eddie wrote every line in that movie, the way it came out. Like you, mm-hmm. you got the premises, but because you got these funny people in it, they can, like even Ed himself, um, like because he was uh, doing an interview with uh, Jimmy Fallon, I believe, and he was talking about sexual chocolate. Like the way that they came up with the band name Sexual Chocolate, like just from different takes, Eddie just kept saying different things, and Sexual Chocolate came out, and they stuck with that. And so I feel like when you have like certain like people, and they can help shape the movie, they can help make the movie better. Uh, yeah. I feel like Jerm- Jer- Jermaine Fowler did his part. But I feel like it, that role could have been taken to another, to could have been elevated, could have been taken to another. And maybe Kevin Hart or maybe uh, another comedic type actor. Uh, I would have loved a, a cameo from Wakanda. That would have been dope. I would have loved a cameo from Samuel L. Jackson. Um, as you know, from the, yeah. the Robert, and so because now you have Samuel L. Jackson and he's huge. You know, at the time when the original Coming to America came out, nobody knew who Samuel L. Jackson was, you know, right? But right. now for Nick Fury to come back and you know, and everything to be in this movie, maybe, maybe he's on parole or maybe you know, or something <laughs> like that, or maybe he's, that would have been hilarious just getting that cameo, even if it was only for like a minute. Uh, yeah. If he came back, that would have been dope. Um, and also, and maybe help me out now. Patrice wasn't in the movie. The sister. Yo, I missed the sister and Daryl. I wanted to know what was up. With, did they hook up? Did they get married? Like, yeah. I wanted to know that little bit. Why does like, she always get the good ones? Right. Yeah. Yo, she was like, she was like when uh, Daryl uh, was in the rain. And he came and he was like. Lisa dumped me. <laughs> so, oh, let's go. Let's get you out of those clothes and get, get you dry. You yeah. look at the camera. I like when you turned and looked at the camera. Yeah. When she got them rings, nobody gives a gift like that unless you're giving up a little booty. Right, right. I So, what was I going to say? Oh, so about like the uh, one thing I just noticed as you were talking. Come the original coming to America, it wasn't it was funny, but I, I know it made it special. The same thing that makes all good funny good comedy special. It doesn't feel like a comedy. Like it's just a movie. And because of the acting or whatever, therefore we laugh. But this coming to America is like, and I think I heard they were shooting for the funny. Like I'm I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. Like it's it's a this is a that's a good point. Comedy. Whereas uh, the original movie is more like a romance comedy. It's a, yeah, 
where this is comedy that has a love kind of eh, got a love story. It's they don't have a love story. story. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I I agree. I like that. That's a really good point, and that's probably where the overacting came in. That I was just kind of like, ah, it was a little yeah. cheesy, you know, like you were trying yeah. too hard. Um, if you had, if you had, if you scaled down some of those performances where you weren't trying to be over the top, weren't trying to get the laugh, and just scaled it back a little bit, I think it would have been even more funny. If that makes yeah. sense. I think it had the potential to be more funny versus cheesy, you know, because the way you deliver it, you could deliver the lines two different ways. And one could be cheesy like, eh, and the other one could be like, yo, that was funny because it's subtle. Sometimes those subtle funnies are funnier than over the top funnies. Yeah. And and I think there's definitely room for that with um, uh with um, the warlord, with the uh, Wesley's character, Wesley. like because he could yeah. he could have been scary funny, like he's serious. You can tell he's serious about doing damage to you, and he's so scary that it's funny. Like like Debo is funny, but he's yeah. terrifying. He's terrifying, <laughs> but yeah. But when you saw him, like you were gonna laugh, you know, because of the reaction of others around the character. Right. And so, I think you could have made that Wesley Snipes where everybody else's reaction around him could have been funny. But, um, you know, yeah. I, like I said, man, I it was it was it was OK, man. I, I'm not going to sit there and it's one of those that if I see it again, cool. If I don't. eh. I definitely want to watch it again with uh, some friends. Like I wouldn't mind watching it with y'all or because I watched it by myself. And I did, well, I watched, I watched it with my wife, so. I you don't have to. Th- I know I don't have a wife, Mike. You and Marty don't have to keep throwing that in my face, man. <laughs> you don't have to keep doing that. We we get it. Kenny is not married. We understand that. Okay, uh, we understand you guys have wives and beautiful children. You don't have to keep. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. You know, uh, I, y'all just hey, it's all right. I'm missing. Kenny's Ken, Ken, like, why do they always get the good ones? <laughs> <laughs> No, yo, yeah, that is, that is, yeah, that's, we should, we should have a, a single versus married episode. And uh, hey, man, just I'm comp- down. Compare and contrast. Marty, what do you think about that? Would that, would that be all right? Would that make sense? Uh, I don't know. It all, all depends on, um, which angle you're trying to pro- take it at, you know? <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. But yeah, well. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. That's right. Uh, so I got to say this since we talking about like married, single relationships. The daughter, the oldest daughter. Oh, my goodness. I want to yeah. quit teaching and pursue a career in acting just so I can meet this woman. She is she might be headed to my top five. I know I saw her. She's beautiful, she was, man. But she was looking rough in the old garden. I still thought she was fine. So no, I thought I thought she was. I th- yeah, she was. It was one of those subtle like she's something about them. You know how you have those those um, those girls who you know they have their hair in a ponytail, they have braces, they have glasses, and it's just like you. Somebody could even easily overlook you, but yes. somebody looked a little deeper. It's like yo, she's actually beautiful, and that's how she was in the old guard. In the old guard, I was like. She was a little, she was a little rough, but I was like, something about her. And yeah. seeing her in this movie where she was actually more feminine 
it was like mm-hmm. okay, she was she was a beautiful girl, and then um, Eddie Murphy's daughter was in there. The middle, the, the, the middle, middle child. the middle. Yes, she was in there as well. She's got so, Eddie's teeth. I can tell that was that was his daughter. They got the same teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a. It was. It was straight though, man. Like I said, it was. It was straight. Um. I mean, I'll probably. It's one of those that I think I could watch again just to just to kind of see what I missed. Yeah. And um. Again, maybe if I watched it again, I could appreciate it a little bit. Um. But I still wouldn't put it. It's not gonna crack my top five. It won't crack my top ten. Um. You know. But it would be just one to keep in the hip pocket. So if I watch Coming to America, I could watch that one again just to just to kind of watch it. But Coming to America easily top five. Okay, easily. Uh, last thing before we wrap up. So what? Like name like your five favorite characters from the whole series. Like your favorite from Coming characters. to America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either one, either movie, or both movies, rather. Wow. Um, first of all. Uh, I have to say Clarence from the barbershop. Which one is Clarence? Clarence is the head barbershop. And I think Maurice is Maurice is Arsenio's character who's always sitting in the chair, never cutting anybody hair. Just always eating. eating. He's always eating. Man. That, and tell me you don't see, if you go into a black barbershop, you don't have that guy where he always sitting down. He'll never cut hair, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. those two, um, I like uh, Randy Watson. I like Mr. Mm. Randy Watson. Yeah. <laughs> um, I li- honestly, I like all the side characters that Eddie and Arsenio portrayed. I think those they're they're hilarious. Saul, um, I think Sal. I'm sorry, Sal, the little Jewish, the Jewish one in oh, the, yeah. the barbershop. Um, Sal is hilarious. Um, yeah, all the side characters, honestly. And I like Simi. Yes. I like Simi. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't like Akeem. I liked Akeem in the first one. This one, he was all right. But the first one, I actually liked Akeem. He, I would probably say he's the best, but he's not the funniest. Everybody right. else was funny. He was just the protagonist where it's like you rooted for him. Like he was a good dude. He was a hard worker. You know, he was likable. And it's like you couldn't help but to cheer for somebody like that, you know? Right, right. Even though he was a prince, you think about how he comes to America hoping to find his dreams, you know? Even though it seems like, man, this guy has everything already. So even in that, he kind of is the embodiment of if I come here and I work hard, I can find my dreams as well. So I think that's kind of cool. But the side characters are the ones that I thought were were hilarious. What about you? Uh, no particular order, but I like, uh, of course, I like the, the the barbers. I like all the barbers and Sal. Like, they're just, that whole all the barbershop scenes are, like, hilarious. hilarious. Like, even in this movie, when it was like, hey, you know, uh, it's the, you know, oh, whatever they was calling them, it's Wakanda, what do they call them, Wakanda forever or something yeah. like that. Like, they called them all kind of stuff. And then the dude that was getting his hair cut, he was like, "Hey, it's a little boy from the from the from the TV from the commercials with the flowers." Like, hey, hold hey on, that's man. too far, that's, man. That's too far, man. Go, go, get out of my chair, man. <laughs> like them, they are funny. One of the forgettable uh, characters, of course, Louis Anderson's character is hilarious. Uh, 
Guys, his his like that whole his demeanor, like this week, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the prize. Next week, I'll be on the register. <laughs> like yeah. that was hilarious. But I love the um uh the uh the uh the super at the at the apartment building. Yeah. Hey Lou, don't be pulling that falling down the stash at all. <laughs> Are you conscious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, he walked when he was telling them about the apartment. Dog gonna say what they did to that dog. That dog. <laughs> <laughs> he walked, he said, I got I got a one bedroom. He said, it's, it's got a window, it's facing it's a brick wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> it out to a blind man. <laughs> You oh. saw the cane was outlined on the floor, yes. right? <laughs> oh boy, that that's that's definitely one of my favorite characters. I like I didn't like Daryl, but I thought Daryl was like funny in a um, in a uh, arrogant kind of way, like the the stuff he was saying at the uh, at the basketball, basketball game. Yeah, I like yeah. the way y'all just bounce that ball off the top of your head like that. <laughs> what do y'all call that? <laughs> What do y'all call that sport? <laughs> soccer. That's right. I believe yeah. you call it soccer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love, like you said, a lot of the side characters. And I was telling Marty the, the other day that I feel like this, and this goes back to my this is a romance comedy movie. Daryl is the light-skinned bad guy, and Akeem is the dark-skinned savior. I didn't get that deep, but okay. That's that's what that's it's a love story. It's not a comedy per se. Yeah. Like the sequel is. Like this yeah. is a love story. Yeah. Yeah. King plays a dark skinned savior. I got you. I got yeah. you. I, I can see it. I mean, when you put it like that, I, I can see that. So yeah. But I, you know, all in all, uh what what would you rate it if you had to rate it? What would you rate it? I, out of five or out of ten? What are we doing? Ten. We're going for ten. We're going for ten? Uh, the sequel, right? Yes. <laughs> well, give me... All right, so how about this? Give me the... What would you rate the original and what would you rate the sequel? So that way we have something comparative. I would say... Gosh, the original is probably... I don't know what a 10 is. I never I don't know if I've ever seen a 10 in a romance comedy or just as a movie, but I will put it at a eight. Okay. Uh maybe higher. I'm gonna stick with eight for right now. And I'll say the I'll say the sequel is a see, I wish I could have seen it when it first came out because I feel like coming to America is a cult comedy, also. I feel like it's something that grew bigger as time went on, like How High or Half Baked, like uh, the movies like that. But I would say that this movie is a six. Okay. Six out of ten stars. I don't want to say seven because everybody say seven, but yeah, six out of ten. All right. Um, For the original, for me, I'd put that at nine. I put that at nine. A solid nine, maybe a nine and a half, depending on the mood that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the sequel is concerned, I would probably put it at a six. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So yeah. So we still ended up at a good place, but uh, 
But yeah, I think that's that, that's well. Tell me, see now, yeah. hold on, because and I'm glad that you put it that way. I can respect the numbers that you gave. Yeah, but that ain't the initial conversation that we had because you said it was just as good, and I was like, hold no, on, no, 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 no. I said it's the same movie. I said it's the same movie, Marty. I said it's the Marty. same movie. I didn't say it was Marty because I, I was about to movie. flip my lip. Hey man, I got the receipts, brother. I got, got the receipts. receipts. <laughs> Pull it up. I Pull got up. the receipts. Pull it up. I got the receipts because I Pull put. I had to throw a flag on the plate. You said, "Yeah, I could see that." I liked it, and I think it was just as good as the first one. <laughs> I and I and you tried to keep going. You were like, "Yeah, Marty." So what do you think? And I had to send the meme flag on the plate with the ref. Like, hold on, what did you just say? It's fake news. It's fake news. I don't know where you're getting those biscuits from. I never, Marty. Stand back. Stand by, because I don't know. You didn't see what I just said that you saw. So, yeah. Don't believe your eyes. Who you gonna believe? Your eyes or are you gonna believe me? <laughs> Maybe I was just trying to win the argument, man. I don't like being put into an argument, man. I don't know. But, yeah, or maybe I just had time to think about it. I think what happened was... See, is, what that uh, happened was... No, this is what happened on the... Re- after the first initial watch, well, I've only watched it one time, I was like, yeah, I think it was just as good. No, because you said you were it disappointed you. That's why that's probably why I said I, I feel like it's just as good. Yeah, six ain't that far from eight. Anyway, um, but what what raised it up to eight, nine for me for the original was when me, I think me and Marty and then me and you, like we were just remembering the first one and quoting it. And I was like, Yeah, all right. Okay, okay. maybe, maybe they're not equal. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Then you know what, Marty. With that said, we're good to go now. I, 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 I had to, I had to save another life, y'all. I had to save another life. You know, uh, these millennials somehow they out here losing their mind. So um, you know, as long as I could bring one back, you know, can't save them all. But uh, I at least saved one today. I did my deed. Man. Anyway, man. Well. This was a fun episode. I really enjoyed this. I can't wait till we do the next one. Um, you got anything you want to close with, Mike? No, uh, honestly, y'all, I enjoyed it. Miss y'all. Take care. Uh, and we'll see you the next go around, man. All right. Peace. Peace.